Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
everything you need. God gave us, I believe it was earlier today, because, you know, the question might be asked, why in the world would God make a place so terrible? Hell is a terrible place. God said, Robert, make no mistake about it. Hell is a terrible, terrible place. Now, we know that you, Father, are a God of love, God of compassion, a God of mercy, a God of every good and perfect gift. And in the carnal mind, carnal mind, you know, a mind without a revelation, a mind without understanding, forgive us, Father, would ask, why in the world make such a place? And, and God spoke to us earlier today, and he said, you know, because it's terrible. God, hell is the, you know, our, our scariest place imaginable, scariest place imaginable. Why would you make a terrible, terrible place and then send people there? And the word the Lord came yesterday, God says, I made hell such a terrible, terrible place. What was it? Because he made salvation. God says, because I made salvation so simple. 
because I made salvation. For you to miss salvation, God says, as simple as I have made it, something is really wrong with you. All right, one of the saints is giving a parable we, we talked on earlier and the parable of the money bag. And just if somebody said, all you got to do is pick up the money bag, bag filled of money, you wouldn't have to worry about money again for the rest of your life. And you were too sorry, too lazy, too unbelieving, too whatever not to take that deal. Then nobody's really got a lot of sympathy for you if you run out and run into poverty and run out and run into lack and run out and run. You, 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 the man, this man said, pick up the money bag. You just pick up the money bag. Well, in essence, God has said to us, just get saved. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart the Lord Jesus and that God has raised him from the dead. God said, you don't have to worry about all how spooky hell is, how painful hell is, how terrible hell is. God said, try that one. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart the Lord Jesus. And God says, and that I raised him from the dead and you shall be saved. God said, you ain't got to worry about hell. We don't even have to be just doing a whole lot of discussion about hell. Now, God says if you don't do that, simple thing right there, then what happened to you and what, 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 what you have to go through and where you end up, it's not going to be good. God said I've made salvation so simple. We looked at capital A, hell, a place of eternal torment, Matthew 5, 30. We looked at Matthew 23. 33, capital B, lifted up his eyes. Now, we looked in Luke 16 and 23, how the rich man lifted up his eyes in hell, but in Revelation 1 and 18, John the Revelator lifted up his eyes and saw Jesus. So, so I'm, you know, you, you want to lift up your eyes? Or you want to lift up your eyes and be able to see Jesus face to face? The choice is yours. And you're going to do one of the two. You're going to do one of the two. I'm going to do one of the two. Okay, and, uh, Capital C, not prepared for, not prepared for. And we shared earlier today, you're not prepared for hell out there. Let me tell you something out there. I don't know who you are and what you're talking about, what you're into. You're not prepared for hell. I don't know what lies the devil has told you. But God says that there's a place that's prepared for the devil and his angels. Well, maybe the devil and his angels can handle such a thing. But you, under the sound of my voice, child of God, you, under the sound of my voice, unsaved individual, you are not prepared for hell. You're not, you're not prepared for it. It's a place for the devil and his angels. Matthew chapter 25, verse 41. It brings us on down to Matthew 22 and 2. Now, let me show you what you prepared for. Matthew 22 and 2. Now, this is what you prepared for. Now, we came to understand earlier today that sometimes, you know, sometimes you... As for a test, you think you got a test coming up Friday. You get prepared, man. You study all morning. You all taking all kind of five-hour energy drinks, man. And you dug all down and staying all up in the night, holding, drinking coffee, man. The folks might have slapped you to keep you awake. And then come to find out on Friday, the teacher tell you what? No test. We're not going to have a test. Well, what does that mean? That means you were prepared. Now, here's the thing. It's better to be prepared for something and not have it 
than to not be prepared for something and have it. I'd rather be prepared to meet Jesus and don't even meet him. I'd rather prepare myself in this life to meet Jesus and then the Lord come back at the end of the day and be like, sorry, y'all ain't got to really meet me. I just mess around. I'd rather be prepared and not meet him than to not be prepared and Jesus come in the clouds. And Jesus do come, and we have to meet him. Father used to say it like this, son, it's better to have it and don't need it than to need it and don't have it. I'd rather have money and not need one nickel than to need a nickel and not have it. Here is what you've been prepared for. Bible says in Matthew chapter 22, verse 2, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. Now understand that God has prepared eternal life for you. Now you jump out there, end up in hell, end up where the devil is prepared, and the devil that you end up out there with that which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. That's your business. But God has prepared eternal life for you. God has prepared mansions for you. God has prepared rooms for you. You bet God has put God has made up and fixed up a place for you. If you choose to be saved, not like, oh, man, I can't get saved, apostle. There ain't going to be no room for me. See, there was no room for Jesus in the end. At least that's what the Bible said when he was a little bitty baby. But God says that there's room in heaven for you if you would but accept the God's sacrifice for sin. There's room. There's room. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for the son. God says, I have prepared it like that. God says, I'm Robert, God says, I'm prepared for everybody in humanity to be saved if they choose to. I'm prepared. You know, I, I look here at the Christian center, and, you know, in the size of the, of the place that we have here, we prepare for about 200 people right here. Mm-hmm, that's right. That was, that was part of the, we prepared for about 200. Everybody came in here. We got all the stuff out of here, big old, all this stuff. Got everything lined up in chairs. We get about 200 people in here. I'd be pressed. You know, the podium or the pulpit might be pressed way up back here. We might start the chairs right shortly after the drum. We get about 200 people in here. In fact, the heating and the air conditioning system was bought within mine by 200 people. Well, we don't have that. But in case it comes, in case it comes. You'd rather, watch this, you'd rather have a can of fixer flat in your tire and in your, in, your, in your trunk and never use it than to be out on a deserted road somewhere 10, 15 miles away from civilization and run over a nail and not have it. Be all out there trying to change the tire, hearing all kind of noise, looking all around. See, I done been out there like that. All out there, every every. Every stick you hear breaking in the in the in the woods in the bush, you looking around, think something coming at you. Uh huh. Can of fix a flat? You have it, you had that taken care of in a matter of minutes. The kick, God said, I prepared. God said, I prepared for you. I prepared for you to be saved. I prepared for you 
to receive eternal life. God said the reason why I prepare for you is because it's not my will for you to perish. If you end up perishing, that's a choice that you have made. God says that goes against my, my express will and my express purpose for you. If you end up in hell, that go, God says I'm going to be the one to throw you in. Yes. Because God says I'm the only one that can throw you in. But God says it's not what I want to do and it's not what I plan to do. God sometimes had to do some things that he don't want to do. That's right. God said, I don't want to throw anybody in a lake of fire and burn sulfur. What kind of parent wants to wants to have to excommunicate their own child? No parent wants to do that, but I will. If you keep that on act like a fool. What kind of parent won't have to put want to put their child out of the house? I don't know parent really wants to do that, but if you keep acting like a fool, I will. I do some stuff I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. What kind of parent want to not have to want, don't want to not communicate at all with their own child? What kind of parent? But I will if you keep acting like a fool. If you keep acting like a hell is about you keep acting like a fool. So God had to meet your foolishness with some stuff that he didn't want. Because you were doing some stuff he didn't want to do, you have now forced God to do some stuff that he don't want to do. Because you were doing some stuff that God didn't want you to do, now God got to do some stuff that he don't want to do. We about done, children of God. This message, this message has preached itself. Say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? What's prepared for you, my prayer for is that you get what's prepared for you. My prayer for you, under the sound of my voice, I know you're listening, y'all out there listening like a mug, downloading like a mug, listening all, all in secret, all in the bathroom, listening. All the, Look, get what's prepared for you. God got great things prepared for you. Quit being crazy. God got good things prepared for you. The kingdom of heaven, God say, is prepared for you. How are you going to miss this? God said, how are you going to miss this? What lie have you believed of the devil that you missed this? Because God said, look, just as, just as terrible as I made hell, God says I have made heaven just that sweet. Now, come on now. Come on now. How are you going to miss this? All right, we, 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 uh, uh, Deacon Richard, I believe Deacon Richard is in there with us. Lord willing, we're going to be coming up not too far from your way uh, this weekend. We can go up to Williamsburg, Virginia. Might stop through on you, Lord willing. We'll, we'll see what happens. But um, we, this is this uh, place, this resort that calls us in. Beautiful place up there. Uh, what is it? The what? Plantation, King, some, some kind of, uh, I kind of don't particularly like that name too much, but uh, it's a beautiful resort. I'm talking about the Plantation, the King, some, I can't even call the name out. Beautiful place. Oh, man, indoor swimming pool, dig, uh, 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 weight facility, nice clubhouse, you know, beautiful accommodations. And they, you know, they basically let us have it for, you know, little or nothing, little or nothing. Plus, they give you money back once you take the tour. Beautiful place. Now, some of you all, you know, children of God, you, you Christian son of saints, you know how beautiful place is. We've been there before. Now, you all have heard my description of my compound 
for the room I stay in in Lagos, Nigeria. Even Nigerians say, Apostle, that is the ghetto. Even Nigerians. Oh, man. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? You, you, normally you want to stay in your room when it's night because the battle of the rats right outside is of such a magnitude. You hear them. You, you be right by the window. You hear them. <laughs> knocking over stuff. Rats. About big as about big as you, my foot. I wear a size 14 shoe. Uh, these I don't believe New York rats hold a hold a candle to these cats. I've seen New York rats. These rats here, some of these rats here, they almost look like they almost look like pets. And the only way you can, they look like pets. The only way you can you can wrap your mind around what you experience. I seen a cockroach. They, I seen a cockroach come down the side of my wall one night. Late in the night, I saw something moving. It looked like the half the wall was moving. It's a cockroach about long as my finger. I was like, man, this is the biggest cockroach I've ever seen. And you got to hype yourself up, man, to deal with some of the stuff that you be dealing with. You know, you got to get yourself, you got to kind of go into another mode. So I grabbed one of these shoes. I got on right here, one of these slip-on shoes, and, and hit him. Pow! I was like, take that, big, giant African cockroach. Go away from here. And the joker kind of shook it off a little bit. I was like, no, nah, I ain't no way. I was like, no, nah, I ain't no way. This ain't this case. Hit him again. Pow! And Joker fell down, uh, kind of curled up. Looked I'm like, ah, take that, African cockroach. Take that, African cockroach. And messed around and went and did something and came back, and the Joker was gone. I said, I got to find him. I got to make sure I end his life. The Joker was gone. The Joker had shook it off and was gone. All right, with that being said, now, if we got a choice, if we got a choice between going up to this resort, Indoor swimming pool, fancy accommodations, beautiful, beautiful room, well furnished, or to go spend a weekend in my compound, in in my room, in the ghetto in Nigeria. What would you all choose? Just we just we just kind of spitball. All right, no question asked. No question asked. Why? No, you know why? Because it's a much nicer place. Well, God said, Robert, what I want you to preach to my people today is that the kingdom of heaven is a much what? Much nicer place. Much nicer place. It it would take some some mighty some 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 serious explaining on my part. Knowing what you know about my place in Nigeria and knowing what you know about the, 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 this this resort in uh in Williamsburg. It would take some mighty serious explaining and some lying. Had to be a lot of lies told around this pulpit to convince you all to, that 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 my place in Nigeria is better than this resort. It take a lot of lying. It take a lot of lying to convince you of that. Well, what has happened? God said, take a lot of lying for the devil to convince individuals that living in sin or living contrary to the will of God. And ending up in hell is better than uh, living righteously and ending up in the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? You out there on the sound of my voice, the only reason why you don't make it into heaven is because you refuse to come. That's the only way you can miss out on heaven. That's the only way you can miss out on eternal life. 
you refused it. That's the only way. Can't blame no on your mama. Can't blame no on your father. In our parable, Bible says that that that, that the king sent his servants. You say, Apostle, how do you know? Because I'm one of the servants that have been sent by the king. The king is God. And the servants are being sent out to those who have been invited to the banquet to tell them to come. I'm trying to tell somebody on the sound of my voice, you need to come on to salvation. Cut your nonsense out. Cut your foolishness out. Come on. Come on into the kingdom. Come on accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Come on now. Come on. Come on. That's what one of the things you say around here to the to some of the young people in the, in, the, in the church when they were little. Come on. Come on. Come on into the kingdom. Bible says, but they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants and said, tell those who have been invited that I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, fattened calf, have been butchered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. Understand that everything in heaven is ready for you. All you got to do is come. Every blessing that God has in store for you, it's ready for you. Question is, are you ready for it? The issue is not whether or not God has got stuff ready for you. The question is, are you ready for it? My, you know, my, and the Lord just flashed in my spirit. You know, I got about four or five churches down in South Africa that day. You know, the Saints pastor's been contacting me, calling back. You know, Apostle, you know, we're going to have you here on the 20, 28th through the 31st. You're going to be in Pretoria on the this through the that. Everything's ready. Everything's ready. Schedule has been set. The question is, <laughs> Apostle, you know, am I ready to get myself on out of here? Everything is ready. God has got everything ready. All you got to do is come. Every blessing that God has for you in the kingdom of God is ready for you. Now, you can't get it staying outside the kingdom of God. You can't get the job that God wants you to have outside the kingdom of God. You can't get the wife that God wants you to have outside the kingdom of God. You can't get the spiritual gift that God wants you to have. What? Outside. You got to come on inside now to get what God has for you. The prerequisite for getting what God has for you is that you got to come on inside. You got to come on in the kingdom. You can't get the promotion that God got for you until you come on into the kingdom. You can't get the life that God wants you to live. Some of you all out there popping bottles. God wants you popping open Bibles. You popping bottles in the club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God wants you popping open Bibles. Preaching and teaching his word. You can't get it. You can't, you can't get it. God has fixed it up. You can't get it. And, it, and unless God gives you a revelation, you won't get it. You think that, you know, this is how I'm supposed to be living. This is how I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to be getting. This is what I'm supposed to be experiencing. The Bible says, but they paid no attention and went off, one to his field, another to his business. Now look at that. You got fields, you got businesses, but you're missing the banquet. Even in the natural, given a choice, all things being equal, would you rather go off 
and work in a field, go off work in business, or go to a nice banquet that somebody got prepared for you. The Bible said they paid no attention. The rest seized his servants, mistreated and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent an army and, a, and he sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, the wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. Your refusal to come into the kingdom of God shows that you don't deserve to be in the kingdom of God. Your refusal to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior shows that you don't deserve to have Christ as your Lord and Savior. Go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out into the streets, gathered all the people they could find, both good and bad, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. Friend, he asked, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? The man was speechless. How did you get in here without wedding clothes? See, there's a certain attire that the king recognized was missing. And understand that in the kingdom of God, there's a certain attire that we must put on. You got to put on godliness over here in this kingdom. So you running around in the king, trying to run around in the kingdom of God, and you haven't put on godliness, you haven't put on love, you haven't put on joy, peace, faith. You 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 running around in the kingdom with the wrong clothes on. And the same way the king had asked this young man, "How in the world did you get in here without without the, without the right clothes on?" That's the same question going to be asked to you. There's a certain attire, there's a certain wardrobe that we got to have on over here in the kingdom of God. Bible talks about putting on certain things. Putting them on. Putting them on. Let's see. Let's see. I want us to close out on that, and I'm going to have to find that. I'm going to have to find that for y'all. I take that little time here, but I'm going to find that one. Put on. I don't know exactly what all we, you know, right offhand, what, what say we got to put on. But I'm about to find it for you.
Look at Ephesians 4 and 24. Write these down for me. Look at Ephesians 6 and 11. Look at Colossians 3 and 10. Make sure you write them down. Just write them down. You all have those? All right, let's look at each one of them briefly. What's the first one? Ephesians 4 and 24. All right. Look at 3. He's talking about... uh, um, Go back 22. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your mind and to put on the new self. Put on. So, so the, the new self is almost being compared to and looked at as a garment. Now, even in the natural, when we have different jobs, we put on different clothes. As an athlete, you might be, a, you know, you've seen you've got three sport athletes. Well, they don't wear the same thing during football season that they wear during basketball season, that they wear during baseball season. So, so you know, when your, when your job changes, Oftentimes, your attire changes. Now, I taught health and physical education for a number of years. There was one way I dressed for physical education. There was another way I dressed for health. So God said, look, your job has changed. Put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. What's the second one? Ephesians 6 and 11. I think this one's pretty simple here. All right. Put on the full armor of God. All right. So we, we're seeing attire, and now we're seeing armor. Armor is a kind of attire. But armor, this is, this is giving us a mental picture of a little different purpose, a little different function. See, armor, normally when you start dealing with armor, one of the, what's the first thing, the first word that comes to mind when you think about armor? All right, some say metal, some say fighting, some say uh, fighting, some say what? War. And the first thing I think about when I think about armor is I think about protection. Think about protection. That's why you put armor on. All right? So finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. When you put on armor... Normally, something is coming against you. My spirit is going to the Batmobile. When Batman would leave the Batmobile and had to go do something, he knew that, you know, a lot of people would come and be snooping around. He hit the button and what? Armor it up. Keep people from coming and messing with it and, and, and doing and getting all involved in it. So, so God said, look, put on the armor of God. 
there's a protection aspect to this walk that you need to be mindful of too. There need to be a protection. You know, as an as an athlete, I lifted weights primarily for two reasons. One, that I could attack you harder, and number two, that when you attack me, you know, I could be strong enough to resist the attacks coming from you. I could push you, and when you tried to push me, I would be strong enough to resist. The more basically the two reasons. It was armor. Part of the reason was armor. It was weaponry giving me strength to push you, and it was armor giving me the ability to resist you pushing me. Third one. Colossians 3 and 10. Last one. And having put on the new self, which is being renewed. So God said, look, put on. God said there's some, there's some interesting things that are going on with this new self. Now, if you don't put the new self on, you can't be renewed. You can't be made new. God says put on the new self, which is being renewed. It's a new self that is getting renewed. It's a new self that's becoming newer. Now, most of us comprehend and understand that when we get a new car, we get new clothes, we get new shoes. As soon as we start putting it on, start wearing it, they start getting older. It start, that's why cars depreciate so much. As soon as you drive them off the lot, new cars depreciate. Why? Because it's getting older. Well, God has got a, a new self that is not getting older. It's a new self that God wants you to put on that's being renewed. So it's moving just the opposite of the normal state of affairs. God says, put on this new self, which is being renewed in knowledge, in the image of its creator. So we're getting new knowledge, not new as if it has never existed, but new because we've never operated in it. So part of the reason why we come down and we study and we fellowship and we, we search the scriptures is because we're, we're tapping into the knowledge that God has had since before the foundations of the earth. But it's new to us. The knowledge of our creator, it, 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 this, you, know, we're, 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 you know, if you climb Mount Everest, you get up there and start popping bottles. You get up there and start dancing, start celebrating. Well, Mount Everest ain't just got to be there. Mount Everest has been, and there have been others who have climbed up there. But for you, that's a new experience. So what we understand about the, whatever revelation we get, whatever insight we get, everybody is responsible to climb the Mount Everest of God. Now, you need to hear that in spiritual ears. Even though Abraham climbed it, even though Isaac climbed it, even though Jacob climbed it, even though uh, Elijah climbed it, you got to respond. Even though daddy may have climbed it, grandpa may have climbed it, mommy may have climbed it, grandma, pastor, you got a responsibility to climb it. 
You can't boast off daddy's climbing of Mount Everest or mommy's climbing off Mount Everest because you ain't climbed nothing until you climb it. So what we understand here is that for each one of us, we have a responsibility to put on new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge, in, in knowledge, in the image of its creator. Each one of us has a responsibility to go after the knowledge of our creator, to seek out, to search out, to run the knowledge of our creator. You can't just go off daddy's knowledge of the creator. You can't just go off mommy's knowledge because at the end of the day, you'll be bankrupt. You got to go after the knowledge. You got to know God. Well, I, you know, you know sometimes I come down here, ain't nobody here. Ain't nobody here. Ain't nobody in the room. What will God be like? What does that got to do with anything? Robert, you got a soul to be saved. You need to know me better. Sometimes I had to come in, bust right out, and just start praising God right by myself. Y'all ain't going to be nowhere around. What that got to do with anything? You know, I hate to say it like this, but the truth is mine. If y'all end up in hell, I don't want to go. And my prayer is that if I end up in hell, that y'all don't want to go. I don't want nobody hollering at oh, Apostle, well, if you're going to send Apostle to hell, send me to. Uh-uh, uh-uh, no, no. Uh, just be like, see you, Apostle. Wouldn't want to be your apostle. Come on, saints. Let's wrap this thing up. <laughs> First Thessalonians 5 and 8. Praise God. We can make closing. First Thessalonians. Five and eight. But since we belong to the day, indicating light, righteousness, truth, since we belong to the day, let us be self controlled. Watch this. Uh oh. Putting on faith. Now, anytime you put, you got to put something on, that means you didn't have it on before. Now, you mess around, sleep naked in your room, and all of a sudden your children come busting in. You got to put some drawers on. You got to put some pants on. Wrap up in a towel or something, man. Come on, do something with that. So when you got to put, <laughs> praise God, you got to put something on, that means you didn't have it on. So God said, look, putting on faith and love as a breastplate. Now, a breastplate is that which, which protects your heart. God has given us a natural breastplate. It's called your sternum. It's one of the hardest bones in the body. So God is saying, look, you know, what I want covering your heart, what I want all up close to your heart and all in it, I want faith and I want love. Them two things right there carry you a long way in the kingdom of God. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God and without love, it's impossible to manifest the character of God. Because love, God is love. So without faith, the Bible says it's impossible to please God. You can't please him. Well, you've got to have faith in order to get to love and to operate in love. And once you operate in love, you're operating in the character of God. You're operating in the essence of God. You're operating in the substance of God. You get a, a skilled woodworker, 
Man, he can take wood. You look around your house at different things that's made out of wood. Look around this church building. We got a little table there made out of what? Wood. We got a, a bookshelf here made out of what? Wood. We got all, there's another bigger table in the back made out of wood. Look at the trim, look at this, this here on the, covering up the, uh, the vents made out of wood. Well, what do they, they're all different entities. Book, uh, uh, you know, very cover, but they're all the same substance. Understand that, 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 you know, you got Father, you got Son, you got Holy Spirit. All different entities, but they're all the same substance. There's some things that are true about the Holy Spirit that are not true about Jesus. Jesus had to be in one places at all the same time. God neither slumber. If Jesus, he go to sleep in the bottom of a boat, sleep on a cushion. All different entities, different entities. Ice, water, and steam. Steam. Ice, water, and steam. Same, different entities. You know, what's true of one may not be true of the other, but all the same substance. H Father, mighty name of Jesus Christ, thank you tonight. Father, for everything you've done to us, through us, and for us, we bless your holy name, Father. You, you have been so good to us. We pause reverently this night to give your name, which is above all other names, the glory, the honor, and the praise. We pray, Father, that souls have been saved tonight at the exhortation, the preaching, the explanation of your word. We pray that blind eyes have been opened tonight in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You are extraordinary. You are extraordinarily good to us, extraordinarily forgiving, extraordinarily compassionate of us, Father. You, we have not yet obtained it all. We've not yet been made perfect, but you just keep on blessing us anyhow. You keep on uh, uh, leading us and guiding us anyhow. And this, we say thank you, and this, we appreciate you. Over your people as we part one from another until we meet again. Uh, may your name, which is above all other names, gain all glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Reach us through email at thechristianstarchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.rchurch.com. Backslash member, backslash, backslash, CCC. Keep something. Feel free to join us on Talk Shoe, Streetcast, YouTube, and iTunes, and then you 6 p.m. daily. On Talk Shoe, call 724 Seven four 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 enter ID one seven nine five nine. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryant on YouTube, the Christian Stern Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryant on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on church website or our talk show homepage. A blessing heaven smile on you in Jesus' name, Amen. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.